Wow, that's neat. I usually don't get an applause until after I'm done. And then I don't usually get one either. So I'm going to come down here. You know, I, I always carry my Bible because it looks like I'm holy. Make everyone feel good about me. But in truth, I cheat. I have my little tablet here. I'll hand that to my wife. It's good to have my wife. I think most of you probably know my wife, Annie, more than you know me. And uh, she does, I try and have her do more and more of our public stuff because she's much nicer to look at than I am. So, um, I was sure glad when they handed me the, the over-the-ear mic. I'm a walker. I, if you put me behind a pulpit, I feel like I'm caged in and I can't really move and I have a hard time. So, uh, I, I'm also used to... I'm, I'm also used to doing things kind of a, um, an open format, too. So I'm going to throw some questions at you today and just see what you, you come up with. We're going to do it a little bit different. So just a question for you. McDonald's or Grandy Burger? I heard McDonald's and I heard Grandy Burger. Okay. See there? Beef, chicken, or pork? Oh, I heard beef and I had chicken. I didn't hear any pork. Oh, pork. Ford, Chevy, or Dodge? Neither. Okay, how about Toyota, Nissan, or Hyundai? Okay. See there, I kind of had that figured that too. Uh, Honda or Yamaha? Harley Davidson or Indian? The Harley Davidson. Boy, that was fast. Outback or Red Lobster? Shakey's or round table? What I just give you? A bunch of choices. That's exactly what I gave you. Have you ever noticed that we, we really like our choices? We like our choices. In fact, we tend to get upset if we don't get to make choices. We make choices about everything, it seems like. I, I got a slogan for you. How many of you remember the slogan, have it your way? Where'd they come from? Burger King. Yeah, you think about it, have it your way. That was a direct shot at McDonald's. I was a kid when Burger King opened up. I mean, when I, it, it became my favorite place because I couldn't get any choice at McDonald's. If I went to McDonald's, I had to have onions and pickles, and I didn't like onions and pickles. I was a picky eater, so Burger King was nice for me. See, we love our choices. That's kind of the interesting thing about life. We choose everything. We choose. We have choices in relationships, cars, clothing brands, clothing accessories, shoes. Um, us men tend to have very few pair of shoes. Our wives tend to have lots of shoes. They have lots of choices. Um, you know, it's funny at the mission. Sometimes we get donations of shoes in at the mission, women's shoes. And you know what? They've never been worn. They bought them, and then they didn't wear them. I don't, I don't understand. I'm going to move on. <laughs> Hair color, makeup, politics, fitness clubs. You notice I didn't give a choice in politics. Uh, <laughs> service clubs. That, that's a dangerous ground for ministers, so I just stay away from there. Service clubs, music, grocery stores, whether you want to go to a department store or shop online nowadays, careers, college, tech school, technology, it's all out there, and there's choices in everything. And we want our choices. Well, today I want to spend just a few minutes talking to you about a different choice. 
In fact, the truth is, it's the most important choice. You see, life is about choices. Now, the last verse we read, I'm going to, I'm going to give you uh, the New King James Version of it. You're, you are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read by all men. Clearly, you're an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh. That is, of the heart. Think about it. Today I want to spend a few minutes talking about choices. Because you see, the most important choice in the world that we have is choose life or choose death. This body's going to wear out. We were talking this morning when I was having a cup of coffee. <sighs> Old age is not for the young at heart. I made that statement today. I said, you know, youth is wasted on the young. If I knew the things that I know today when I was 20 years old, I wouldn't have done the things that I did at 20 that would wreck my body at age 60. Youth is wasted on the young. How many of you look around at some of these young people and you go, dummy? Youth is wasted on the... You're going to pay for that later. I mean, youth is wasted on the young. See, the fact is that it really comes down to choose life or choose death. Now, now think about that a second. Life was choice. Jesus gave us a choice. He came, he hung on the cross. And when he hung on the cross, he shed his blood. But he still didn't force that choice on us. He gave us an option. I can choose him. I can choose not to serve him. I can choose life. I can choose death. I can choose heaven. I can choose hell. But in the end, it comes down to one choice. And that's really what it does. All this other stuff is for our convenience. Folks, we even choose churches. And if you really want to stop and look at it, you want to know what the big difference is between churches? The governance. That's, that's a big difference. I mean, okay, you have Pentecostal churches, you have evangelical churches, you have um, ecumenical churches. You have, those are your three main choices. And it really comes down to what we're comfortable with. And we'll go to where it's comfort. We choose everything based on what is good for me to, to, to see. But the fact of the matter is, in the end... We're going to choose life, we're going to choose death. That's really what it's going to come down to. In March, Annie and I will have the opportunity to go to Israel. Never been to Israel before. Never been there. Watched a, a video the other day, a DVD of my mom and stepdad. And that was my birthday present for my stepdad this year. It was an uh, all-expense-paid trip to Israel for my wife and I. It about knocked me off my, out of my chair. I, I, I almost didn't get to go because I almost fell and hit my head and died right there. But we get to go to Israel. You know, I'm going to get to go and see the places that Jesus walked. I, as I watch this DVD, um, it's kind of interesting. They have choices there too. They have a couple different places where they think maybe Jesus was laid in the tomb. It, 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 I only found one place in the Bible, but... I guess we're going to choose which one we're going to go see. 
See, I want you to think about that a second. We insist on them. We read Joshua 24, 15. And I read on from there. If you refuse to serve the Lord, choose today whom you'll serve. Would you prefer the God of your ancestors that served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose lands you are now? But as for me and my family, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And if you read on from that passage, that passage said the Israelites responded and they said, Oh no, we will never leave the Lord. We're never going to do it. And yet, the whole Old Testament is filled with times that it, it, was, like, it was like a drama. Israel walked away. God sent things their way to bring them back. And so they chose to come back. But we'll never leave you. But they left. You see, we make choices. The truth is, we make choices almost on a daily basis. Here's what this really comes down to, folks. You're a living epistle. And the fact is, I, I, I deal with this all the time at the mission. What if you were the only person? What if you were the only testimony of Christ? What choice would people make? Sometimes I hear that and I go... Steve, you didn't do too good today. Sometimes my choices weren't so well. What if you were the only person? And from what your choices are, someone else decided whether or not they would follow Christ. Ow. The Bible tells me that His Word is a a light for me but it tells me also that I am he who represents and not because I'm a minister but because I'm a child of God oftentimes people will make a choice I, I, I've watched people argue and argue and argue and one day I said to someone Gosh, based on what you're doing and what you're saying to each other, if I were a person that had never accepted Christ, had never been a Christian, if I were that person, based on what you're telling me that this life is all about, I think I'd run the other way. See, we don't have the opportunity well, we do, but the truth is we don't have the opportunity to just walk away and squander our life off. God put each one of us on this earth. The Bible tells us we were fearfully and wonderfully made. He put each one of us on this earth to do something. And in truth, it's to do something for Him. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. That's a choice. I don't, I don't have to. The Testament is full 
of people who made choices. And sometimes we'll look at some of the choices they made in the Bible and we'll say, dummy. I used to have a guy at the mission that said to me, Steve, how could people, how could people choose something other? They're rocking right there with Jesus. How could they not see it? How do we not see it? It's a choice. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, therefore, it's a conclusion word. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things passed away. We get stopped right there. You see, that, that's a promise, but it's more than a promise. It's a result. It's a conclusion statement. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Behold, all things become new. It's a, it's a choice. And we get hung up there sometimes because you know what? I hate to say it like this. People get upset with me, but I can tell you I have the power of resurrection. I do. And so do you. I tend to resurrect this old man far too often. Old Steve comes out. Wait a minute, I thought I crucified you with, on the cross with Christ. But I raise him back up. He sticks his ugly head back up sometimes. Oh, it's not good. Sometimes I have this habit of thinking. There's this cross I usually wear on my lapel because I'm a chaplain. But boy, it's not good if I'm wearing a suit jacket and I have this cross on my lapel and I show the old Steve off. I have collar crosses too as a chaplain I don't I don't usually wear a collar um, my wife's lucky to get me in a suit anymore because as I get older I don't like things around my neck and so I wear a chaplain's cross on my collars and then the old Steve comes out Ooh. I quickly go in the bathroom and take those crosses off real fast see life's about choices your choice everyone here I, I, my assumption would be everyone here, you've already chosen Christ. But here's the problem. Each one of us will go out of here today, and we will talk to people. Some of you are going to go to lunch with Pastor Linda, and you're going to be in a restaurant, and you're not going to be the only ones in a restaurant. Who are they going to see? Who do they see? Because a lot of times what people see in us, and they know that we're a Christian. What will their choice be based on? Because the end, the Bible says that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's going to happen.
It is absolutely going to happen. I'll close with a story. Many years ago, I was driving gasoline tankers. And I had a partner on a truck. His name was Randy Wright. And Randy lived in Woodland. I commuted from Orville down to Woodland to, to pick up the truck and, and to go to work. I drove nights. And Randy uh, drove the day shift. And when I left the company, I left and I, I was the youth pastor and, and had made the decision to go into full-time ministry. And, and um, something happened one day and it reminded me of Randy. And so I, I picked up the phone. I had his number. And I picked up the phone and I called him. I had left. I had been gone from the company about a year, year and a half. And I picked up the phone and I called and, and a lady answered. And uh, I had met her before. It was Randy's wife. And I said, Randy, uh, hi. Is, is, and I remembered her name. Uh, I don't today, but I'll say, hi, Sue. Is Randy there? In this gasp came over the phone. And she said, who is this? And I said, well, this is Steve. I used to drive with Randy. And she says, you don't know. And I said, no what? Randy died last week. Ouch. Randy was at home. Sue had gone to pick up the kids. Randy was about my age. We were in our 30s. He was sitting on a stool talking to a friend on the phone and he just groaned. And there was no more. And so the friend couldn't get him, couldn't get him, couldn't get him and rushed over and Randy had suffered a massive heart attack. Nobody even knew there was a problem. You know the problem with a head injury, you don't snap well. Just like that. Doctor said he was still sitting on the stool and he was already gone just that fast. He fell, they found him. They had just had the funeral the day before. I found myself, because Randy and I had talked several times. Fortunately, when I was driving truck, the, the good Steve was the one driving the truck most of the time. And so Randy and I had talked about Christ. But I had never pushed Randy for a commitment. I didn't want to push. I didn't want to push. And I found myself wondering, someday when we stand before the Lord, did Randy accept? Choose life, choose death. Sometimes your choices are not about you. Oftentimes our choices are about us.
they're about other people that are around us. And more often, they're about other people around us. So you see, today when I say choose life or choose death, I'm talking to the choir here. But what are our choices going to be? When we go out there and there are other people that may make a choice based on what we've seen, they've seen in us. I want to be his witness. In everything I do, I want to testify of Christ. And if necessary, I'll open my mouth. Choose life. Choose death. What are your choices today?